Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, before we dive into today's episode, if you're feeling fed up with the writing that your students are producing, then I want to tell you that if you don't have a solid plan for teaching writing, and I'm not just talking topic sentences, details, that sort of stuff, like a solid plan from A to Z, then your students are going to continue to struggle with writing. And unfortunately, that means that you are going to continue to grade mediocre essays, piles upon piles of them, and just hate grading, right, for the rest of your life. And I want to say, you know, for the past eight years, we have been obsessed with writing. That is actually the foundation upon which EB Academics was born, was our EBW approach, our EB writing framework. And that is specifically literary analysis. That's the foundation from which every other writing style is built inside of our EB writing program. And we're really dialed into exactly what works to get your students to be rock star writers. And we have some really simple strategies that we've put together for you in a free live workshop. So it's It's four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis writing like a pro, and it is an absolutely free workshop. It is live. We put together a pop-up Facebook group, three bonus trainings in the pop-up Facebook group, and we're giving away a ton of cool prizes, including two Hue document cameras, my favorite, favorite teaching item, Hue document camera, as well as a MacBook Air and some other fun giveaways. So we'd love to invite you to join us. If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22, You can sign up for free. Just pick your date for the free live workshop and then make sure that you join us in the Facebook group. And what I love so much about this is these are strategies that you can easily implement into your class period. Even if you think, you know, I'm not a great writer myself, so how am I supposed to teach writing to my students? Or you just feel like, you know, there isn't enough time in the day to teach writing or any of the other objections that you have about teaching writing, which I know so many of us as writing teachers hate teaching writing. That is not going to be the case after joining us for our free workshop. So again, if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22, definitely make sure that you join us for this experience. All right, let's dive into today's episode. All right, I'm going to say something controversial. <laughs> I love sitting it. Down? Bring it on. <laughs> make sure you're sitting down if you're not. Are you ready? Go. Are you ready? <laughs> anticipation. anticipation. I'm building it up. Teaching writing can be a waste of time, like big time. Teaching writing can be a huge freaking waste of time. We've all been there. You've been there. I've been there. If you're listening to this, you've likely been there, right? You finish reading a class novel or a short story. You assign an essay topic and students like, oh, wow. You know, they groan, whatever. They roll their eyes at you. They're like, come on, Mrs. Mitchell. And at the same time, you're like, yeah, I feel you. 
like you're silently groaning inside too, because you're like, oh, I got to grade these freaking essays. Like now I'm going to have to do it on a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to have to bribe myself, make piles of five. And each time I finish five essays, I'll get to go do something. Right. I don't know about you, but that's what I did. hundred percent. It was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. And then paragraph after paragraph that you're reading is summarizing the book. And you're like, this is not, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I asked for. Right. Quotes thrown in every so often makes zero sense. Like, which character said that quote? Is there a page number? Like it literally makes zero sense in terms of the topic of the essay, the claim, the question that you ask them. I can't even tell you how many times in my first year of teaching, if you're listening to this, this probably resonates with you, where I would write multiple times on multiple papers. How does this answer the prompt? Like how, how, how does this answer the prompt? I literally don't under, like, I can't even kind of see the connection. Those were in my early years when I like did not know what I was doing. You needed like a stamp at that point. Yes. hundred like, percent. And this was like way back in the day, like pre-teacher Pinterest, pre-teacher Instagram. Like no one uh-huh. knew that you could create a stamp that said right? that. Otherwise I hundred percent would have done that. Right. And you're writing questions on students' essays, occasional words of encouragement, like, tell me more. Like, you're trying to be nice, but at the same time, you're getting wrinkles in your forehead. I remember telling my students, I would be so mad. (laughs) This is my high schoolers, mind you, and they understood my sense of humor and sarcasm. And I would be like, I would say to them, please do a good job so that I don't get wrinkles in my forehead when I grade your papers. (laughs) I love it. And you can only say that to high school kids. Like that is not something you could probably say to a fifth grader. No, they would take you way literally. (laughs) Totally. And you know, you're grading an hour goes by your head's pounding, your wrist hurts from all the comments, all the feedback. And you're like five more, five more that I've got thin mints in the freezer. You know, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then finally you get to that student's essay summer in our case, or Aaron was one of our students. Oh, Aaron loved Aaron. Yep. Just love them. And you're like, oh, thank God. I know that this is going to be an easy essay to grade. And you know exactly what student I'm talking about. Those of you who are listening, you have that one student who popped into your mind and that like usual, that student's essay just flows. Summer's essay, she's got it. She introduces the text. She has the author. She includes a brief summary. She wraps up her introduction with the claim. It's fabulous. She's got transition words that lead to her premises, well-chosen evidence, thoughtful justification, multiple body paragraphs. She crushed it. Just freaking knocked it out of the park. And you're like, thank you. Jesus. Like, thank God. Thank God for summer. Yes. (laughs) So true. But then you're still asking yourself, right? Like, thank you, summer. Thank you, Jesus. But why, why does summer write so well? And the rest of the class continues to struggle. Is summer just a naturally gifted writer? And let's face it. You know, she probably is. She's always going to do well with writing and she's always going to push herself to grow and improve. Right. Frankly, she probably doesn't even need you that much. You're helping her, but she's got this. But what about the rest of the class? Are they just not good writers? And then year after year, they'll just continue to be mediocre at best. And the hard truth is yes. If writing instruction continues to be how it is in so many classes, they will continue to struggle. And there lies the problem. It's writing without the instruction. And I want to just like snap as you say that because it's right? so freaking true. Yes. So let's say it again, right? It's writing without the instruction. I want you to ask yourself, do you include writing in your ELA class? Chances are you're like, yeah, I do writing in class. But now ask yourself, do you teach your students how to write in your class? 
are you consistently showing them how to write a claim or a thesis, how to introduce evidence from the text, how to explain their thinking, how to write a conclusion that doesn't end something like, thank you for reading this paper. (laughs) So teaching writing is a waste of time, your time and your students' time. And students will continue to dread writing essays and you'll continue to dread reading them unless you actually instruct your students and you introduce them to a framework that can be rinsed and repeated throughout the year. And we're not just talking about, you know, a vague framework. Like we've all seen those. They include a topic sentence, supporting details and a conclusion. Like when I first started teaching, I went into a school and they're like, yes, we have a great writing program, a writing framework. And I'm thinking, awesome. I'll know what to do. And it it literally was like, green means go topic sentence. Mm. Yellow means support. Red means conclusion. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. but how do I teach that stuff? Like I don't get it. Totally. Or even like actually writing the conclusion. I remember looking online, like how to teach kids how to write a conclusion in my first couple of years teaching. Mm -hmm. And there was like nothing. I'm like, this is not teaching kids how to write a conclusion at all. So when we say, you know, a framework or instruction is needed for our students, we mean like a detailed, reliable, proven framework that actually gets students to be those rock star writers who enjoy writing essays because finally they know what they're doing. So Caitlin and I decided, okay, if we can't find a framework anywhere, we're going to come up with one ourselves. And that's what we did. And some of you might know this story, you know, we created our EBW approach and that's what we use with our EB teachers. And it methodically walks students through the tag, the summary, the claim of an intro paragraph, and then the premise evidence, et cetera, of all the body paragraphs. And we want to share some of that with you today. And we don't want to overwhelm you with all the parts of the framework here, because that's not the point, right? The EBW framework is so effective because teachers are actually breaking down each step in the essay and showing students how to write each part before they put it all together into a well-written essay that honestly they can be really proud of. And it's worth noting just because you walk students through the framework, you know, one time in great detail and they do a great job with it. They're not all of a sudden going to excel at writing. No, right. They wrote a really good essay, but what they need to do is write multiple essays throughout the year the year using that framework so that they can recite the framework in their sleep. Like I'm not even exaggerating that they should just know, boom, this comes after premise or this comes after intro to evidence. They know the whole order and they've got it down. It's so ingrained in them. Totally. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Some of our EB writing program teachers were sharing that this year during testing season Mm -hmm. that they were walking around and they saw their students write the whole framework for themselves on a piece of paper to use, to guide them through the actual writing portion of the the state test, which I thought was awesome. Like that speaks exactly into what you're saying. Right. And it's because it became so ingrained in them that they were just like, okay, here's my roadmap. I know exactly what I need to do now. Yep. And I'll tell you, wait, I want to tell you one other thing. Yeah, do it. remember what test it was. I had to take some sort of test for something Mm-hmm. And it was an essay portion. I was like, oh, thank God I have the EBW approach to oh, yeah. rely on to write this essay right now. <laughs> right. And that's what you want for your students to write, not just to be able to use this framework in your class, but if they go into, you know, science class and that teacher gives them some kind of essay question, they can say, oh, okay, I'm just going to use my EBW framework and answer the science question. Or like Caitlin said, on state testing, it just becomes like their go-to for any time they write. And because when that happens and students innately use the framework to write, that's when you get the magic and the writing just flows. There's no more wondering, 
what book are they even writing about or what character are they talking about? No, it's because students know, oh, I have to introduce the title, the author and the genre. I can't just plop a quote in the middle of my paragraph. I need to set the scene and introduce the evidence. So they know that because of the EBW framework. Like there, I don't say this lightly. There really is magic in it when there's a solid framework and students know what to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're going to teach you and talk about in our experience that we're putting together this summer for you guys that I talked about at the beginning before the episode started. So make sure that you sign up so that you can be like with us. We're going to share our materials with you. We're going to walk you through how to teach it. Um, we're going to really provide you with a lot of support and it's a totally free experience. Um, you're going to walk away being like, wow, I can't believe I was teaching writing any other way (laughs) before this, to be quite frank. Um, and with that, like after you come do this experience with us and after you start implementing a framework in your classroom, you're going to actually look forward to reading students' essays. Maybe not on a Sunday afternoon. We don't want you doing anything on a Sunday afternoon, but you know, on your prep period, like just grade those essays. And the thing is, is it makes it so much faster to grade essays. You save hours of time because you have one, the rubric that we provide for you in our EBW program, if you're an EB writing program member. Um, but also students' essays are good right? Like it's following framework. So grading is so much faster and so much easier because they have a clear framework. You have a rubric that lines up with the framework. I have a whole YouTube video actually that I recorded using our rubric, showing you how to grade an essay quickly, like five minutes or less I'm talking and still providing quality feedback for your students. But you can't do that unless you have and are using a framework that you've explicitly taught to your students. Like at this point, after teaching EBW approach for so many years, I haven't opened up an EBW lesson, I don't know, a year and a half, two years maybe. And I could easily walk into any sixth grade classroom right now and just go teach it because it just becomes, it's like makes so much sense. And once you learn it, it's so embedded into like your way of writing uh, that it's really powerful. So I just love that. And I think that that is there's a huge takeaway that you have no headache when you're grading essays. You're not going to get those wrinkles. Like I was talking about, <laughs> if you're watching me on YouTube, I just had my wrinkles show up. Instead, you get to read through that last essay. You're proud of your students. You're smiling about what they accomplished. You head to the rest of your day with your kids and you're just in a different mindset because you're not mad grading these papers. And it's all because you used a framework that actually works. And then you rinse and repeated it throughout the school year. It's not like students are doing this type of writing one time and one time only it's happening time and time again. And so writing in that way actually isn't a waste of time at all, right? There are two different types of writing happening in classrooms. Let's make sure that the writing that's a waste of time is not happening in your classroom, right? It's the most important thing that we can teach our students. That's effective communication. And now you as a teacher can actually do it effectively. So we're teaching our students how to write, not just sprinkling in some writing assignments throughout the year with zero direction or zero teaching of writing, right? And sometimes it's helpful, I think, to hear what other teachers share when they're on the other side of implementing the EBW framework and that rinsing and repeating, because we talk about it. Yeah. You're like, well, that's you guys. That's not my experience, but I think it's powerful to see it from other teachers as well, who aren't us, who've used our approach and who've given us feedback really based on how it's gone for their students. So Leslie, one of our EB writing program teachers emailed us and she said, during my EBW, that's the EBW approach, EB writing frame, uh, approach. During my EBW overview today with my students, my principal happened to walk in. Her eyes got silver dollar size and her mouth was open. She called me over and said, this is amazing. 
She talked to my kids and told them that they were learning high school level lessons. And if they could learn how to do this, that they would be set for high school and college, which is so true. She said, I got this note at the end of the day from my principal and the note said, Leslie, I was so impressed with your writing lesson today. The students were very engaged in learning about evidence-based writing. Thank you. And that's from Karen, her principal. And Leslie said, after she left my room, I did a little self-reflection and I realized that I did not have the anxiety, the pit in my stomach, the difficulty to breathe or speak freely that I usually get when someone comes into my room to observe. I know she's like, even after 26 years of teaching, I still felt that way. And she didn't have that anxiety because she knew what she was doing. She wholeheartedly like bought into the EBW approach. She knew exactly what she was teaching, had confidence in what she was doing. She said, I was so thoroughly trained that I could have done this in my sleep and nothing was going to get me off track. She says, I so got this. And if Leslie feels that confident in teaching the framework to her students, imagine how that's going to translate to her students. 